we wish you a very merry Christmas. It's Christmas, so you decided to eventually show up, did you? I did, yes. I'm eventually here with a bulging sack full of goodies. Oh, well, that's a change. <laughs> hmm. Including... Right, well, the season of Goodwill starts with Jeffrey sitting Epstein. here waiting and <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein. I'm Ben Ando. I'm a former BBC journalist and I'm part of this podcast, a very small part, because the absolute lion's share, lions and lionesses share of the work is done by... Q-puke effect. <laughs> because you don't really mean it, because you don't bother to show up. You just say that once every so often and think we'll be satiated and we are not. Our sacks are empty. Are we not amused? I'm on the vodka to cope. <laughs> the vodka and coke to cope. <laughs> no, it's Bloody Mary, I'll have you know. Oh, I love Bloody Mary. Very, very okay, what's your Bloody okay Marys. digress very Ooh, quickly. What's yes. your Bloody Mary recipe? Did you hear me get so excited that I've got to put a supermarket order in for Bloody Mary? What? Oh, it's not, it's Big Tom's recipe. Oh, okay. So that's like you buy the kind of the tomatoey stuff and just pour it yeah, in the vodka. And it's re- I think it's really good. And if anyone listening I have to say, I have had Big Tom, and I agree. I think it's very good as well. I'm with you on that. However, yeah. my, what, if you if you weren't buying if Big I make Tom, it. what would be your See, proper... I can't make it as well as the balance, because you have to go and get other weird stuff to make it no, really on point. You do. You what do. would be your receipt? Big Tom's got weird stuff in it I don't put in. Um, I quite like a touch of cayenne pepper, which is easy to get wrong. Yeah. Um... Celery salt yeah, is a oh must. Yes. Oh, yes. Go on. <laughs> Worcestershire. Yes, absolutely. I was listening to an American podcast, actually, a podcast, and the Worc- Worcestershire causes a big problem in pronunciation with our, with <laughs> you, our American friends. <laughs> it has to have that. It has to have uh, Tabasco. I don't tend to have Tabasco in the house. I need to kind of do it just for, get it just for Bloody Marys. So I don't, I forget to buy it, but it needs that. Okay, so and I think that's it. Okay, and, and it? vodka presumably. Oh yeah, I and, do put a shitload of vodka. And in tomato there. juice presumably. Yeah, but doing it with just a vodka and tomato juice just pales in comparison. No, you have to put the no, but you put the other things in. But you kind of give me the ingredients in reverse order, where you give me the actual most important ingredients at the last, which is vodka and tomato juice. That's just how I roll. So my receipt, and this will surprise you. The world of bear is vodka tomato juice, celery salt, a little bit of cayenne pepper if I have it, and some normal pepper if I don't have it. Normal and, pepper? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, Worcestershire sauce, of course. Of course, of course, of course. And I sometimes put a splash of sherry in. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, you would do something like that. That's I'm quite surprised I'm you don't put about. some sort of salmon. <laughs> what did your dad do one Christmas? Hello. Hello, Didn't ben. he make something? That was like caused the Christmas dinner to <laughs> no one one fail. Christmas one Sorry Christmas to, when I was still Mr. I Mrs. Happy, happy couple with the ex Mrs. A, he came and he said he would do the turkey. So we did all the trimming between various of us, including Granny Pat. We did all the trimmings, and then he took responsibility for the turkey, and he said, "Right, it's ready." And we were like, "Hang on, are you sure? It's only been in the oven about an hour and a half. It needs about six hours." No, no, it's been it's been fine. Of course, it will. I've baked the mini. I've roasted many turkeys in my life. So get this turkey out. We slice it. The fucking things roar inside. Oh no! A guaranteed case of the squirts for the whole family. It would be a runny Did Christmas anyone eat for it? us. It would. It would be unboxing day. <laughs> 
So nobody ate it. We put it back in the oven for an extra two hours and everything else went kind of a bit soggy because everything had been sort of like prepared to culminate at the time that he said. And from that moment on, I think that must have been about 2010 or something. And from that moment on, he was never allowed anywhere near the turkey again. After Didn't his he do fiasco. something else? He did. He uh, he put some fish in some sauce in some fish which wasn't nice or something oh i don't remember well. that possibly i mean he's, he does like a bit of fish so it wouldn't surprise me but that's what you do i think you get that off your dad you like stick weird things into i started to stick weird things recipes. into other weird things like you yeah exactly or i it's stick weird things into normal things it's got you into lots of trouble <laughs> stick weird things into normal things <laughs> or stick normal so... things into weird things I'm Victoria Mitzi. I'm a journalist. And <laughs> Talking of weird I things. don't stick anything into anything. I do, I do stick a lot of work into this podcast. Are your pegging um, days over? Which is really... I'm pegging. Are your, what? No, you just said I don't stick anything to, into anything. And I said, are your pegging days over? Peggy is no more. No, pegging. You know what yeah. pegging is? Peggy pegging. <laughs> is there someone pegger. who does pegging called Peggy? Peggy the pegging pegger. I forget which one pegging is, so I'm just trying to work my way around that one. Pegging is with the strap on. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's far too energetic for Christmas. <laughs> which apparently is all the rage in California amongst the rich. Weird. I'm just looking up our episode listen because it's one of our Christmas quiz questions. Oh, right. And, um... Yeah, we've just had a massive spike on the last one. I wonder which words out of... Because the title of it, for your information, Ben, yeah. was our last episode was Accidental Masturbator, Tubin, CNN. Seems to have got a good uptake. A- ATM, Ask to Mouth, or CNN, Consensual Non-Monogamy. Listen, we're not on some of your funny sites now. I think I think it would be masturbation that got us there. I, I think that got us over the hill. What do you think? It I, did. I think that got us round the horn. It's kept you in business. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm Victoria Mitzi, journalist and what a fun What are you we don't mention? <laughs> Who's um, ringing? Oh, just one of my pegging victims. <laughs> 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 um, Okie dokie. Christmas quiz, Epstein. And have you already said this, what's coming up? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm thrilled that you are. Go for it. Okay. And you're, uh, you being, not Ben, you less lovely listeners, and your some of your interactions. And actually, one of you is the reason that we're talking about the Epstein files. So Ooh. you've brought it to our attention, which we flagged up. Blooming hell. Oh, how many Where pegging was... victims do you have? We Where was I? So, and yes, oh yes, your lovely suggestions and interactions. And also a weekly update of Ben's change in loyalties to what radio he listens to because it seems to have roused people's interest i'm on the edge of my seat so let's kick off with epstein and why we're talking about him now over to you ben in some ways the many twists and turns of the epstein story has become quite confusing so what's happened most recently is that sarah ransom who was one of those people who made statements during the trial of Jizzy Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, Part of her deposition has been released. And on the Daily Beast website, what's the Daily Beast website all about then, Victoria? (laughs) I decided, because it's called the Daily Beast, that it's a reputable website. (laughs) But you were like, it's got a senior reporter. So do we. (laughs) It kind of feels like one of those sort of like American sort of TMZ type things, doesn't it? But it's a, it's a, a news website. And they have been sort of sent redacted versions of these depositions that Sarah Ransom made. Now, Sarah Ransom is from South Africa. She claims that she was, as a very young woman, 
selected, if you like, by one of Epstein's lackeys. Uh, she was originally from South Africa. Africa. She grew up in Scotland. Uh, she wanted to be a model. Uh, she moved to Scotland age 14 and was lured into Epstein's web. It's by a photo here. shoot. By one of his, by, <laughs> by one of his <laughs> recruiters after she moved to New York to fulfil her dream of becoming a model. Now, Epstein, through these mediums, claimed to her that he had connections at FIT, the New York Fashion College, and Sarah Ransom claims that he used her education or the promise of an education as a way to get her to trade my soul to the devil and become a sex slave to pay for my studies. Now, who hasn't done that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now the college placement never materialized, but Sarah Ransom says she was then uh, threatened because if she failed to continue to have sex with him, uh, he would refuse to support her, leaving her penniless with no prospect of making it as a model. Now, what's interesting about this deposition, though, is apart from this testimony from her, which kind of people I think already knew about, we already knew there are various women who claim that at various times, um, Jeffrey Epstein uh, either uh, sexually abused them himself or tried to arrange for them to sort of uh, be sexually abused by other old men in his circle. Um, but what she has said is that she has not only seen, but in fact got copies of various tapes that Epstein used to make uh, recorded at his house. Now, these tapes, the, the rumours of their existence had been circulating for a long time, but other than a possible misspeak by Ghislaine Maxwell when she was being interviewed, nothing had been confirmed. But now Sarah Ransom says, um, I will be more than willing to swear under oath and testify in court over these sex tapes. It will break your heart into a million tiny pieces. Well, of course, that obviously you know, predicates <coughs> having a heart. It will break your heart into a million tiny pieces when you watch this footage. She says, when my friend had sexual intercourse with and sex tapes were filmed on each occasion by Jeffrey. Now, Ransom says her friend got hold of some of the footage of the film sex tapes, which clearly identify the faces of these rich and famous men uh, having sexual intercourse with her, the friend, not with Ransom. Uh, Epstein, of course, does not appear in the video, and Ransom says that showed how clever he was. Now, this friend then sent Sarah Ransom some of the footage, and she says she's put various copies onto me various memory sticks and hidden it in various locations, secure locations around Europe. So, obviously, that's her way of, I think, giving herself some kind of insurance, <coughs> because she'd be quite clearly concerned about uh, Jeffrey Epstein's very wealthy and rich friends perhaps coming after her. So, so this is being seen as a bit of a bombshell because it confirms that Jeffrey Epstein did record videotapes. Um, these videotapes, it has been previously alleged, could have been used to blackmail um, people who he might want something from. These might be some of the financiers or the lawyers or whatever he would entertain at his various um, mansions and provide underage girls to for sex, which, of course, is the centre of the allegations around what he and what Jizzy Jizz were up to, which is procuring underage girls to have sex with rich, powerful, successful, middle-aged men. What's interesting is that there's another sort of equally relevant strand to this in that I'm reading in a, uh, an investigation by the Miami Herald that um, it's part of the Jeffrey 
lawsuit that other documents are being released um, and only partially released. And that leads me to our listeners' utterly relevant and compelling question, why aren't these items being released and, and available as part and that's what the Miami Herald is asking um, so it says here keeping the secrets of Maxwell and her ex-boyfriend serial paedophile Jeffrey Epstein largely under lock and key and these documents are here we are much of this information should never have been released in the first place says a partner in the law firm Holland and Knight who's represented the Herald Christine Waltz is the lawyer a right of access to judicial records means a right of timely access. So why, you know, this is an aside by me, why are these just being leaked out and they're heavily redacted as well? So they these are further details about similar incidents to those that you're outlining. Yes, you're right. So, so all of these papers are part of the mass of evidence and paperwork that was gathered for um, both the trial of Ghislaine Maxwell and also the civil action, the lawsuit that Virginia Giffray filed against her. And the sort of the drip, drip leak of these is making it all get very, very confusing. And you sort of have to stop and pause and think, hang on, exactly who, what happened here, who is alleged to have done what? The basic allegation is that Jeffrey Epstein, who was a very wealthy financier, was a, also a paedophile and he procured underage young girls for a sort of a cohort of other paedophiles who were very wealthy, very successful um, and very rich men. And he was assisted in this by his one-time girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell. And she denied that but has been found guilty of it. That's that's the, the core of it. Jeffrey Epstein, while awaiting trial, uh, apparently killed himself, certainly was found dead in his cell uh, in uh, New York uh, prison. So that, that's the that's that's the core of this. And all this other stuff is is kind of peripheral, but it does build up this sort of picture of a, a sort of... A, um, a, a group, if you like, of sort of very, very successful, very wealthy um, American and British men, because Prince Andrew was alleged to be involved as well, or at least of, uh, we know that Prince Andrew definitely met Virginia Giffray and paid out a huge wadge of cash to make a, a potential court case go away. Um, obviously, I mean, everybody would say that's the actions of a completely innocent man. <laughs> and now the, the, the latest one, the, the Sarah Ransom revelations also include um, claims that uh, she had she herself had been forced into th uh, threesome uh, with Alan Dershowitz, um, who is a, a again a very sort of successful wealthy uh, uh, lawyer. Now Dershowitz, I should say right from the get go, denies any abuse. He says, "Let me be very clear: I have had sex with one woman since the day I met my wife." He doesn't say who that woman is, but I. <laughs> <laughs> but I assume he means his wife, the lucky Mrs. Dershowitz. He says, during the entire relevant period of time, I never had any contact with Ransom. I've never had any contact with anyone else. All the stories are made up. Now, what... And what stories, may I say? Well, these are the stories that Sarah Ransom tells about. Yeah, no, no, but may I say, they are, I, I'm saying it as an emphatic, what stories? Yeah, quite. Um, you know, there's, there's, some of these involve public sex, but, sex on planes. <laughs> planes, trains and automobiles. <laughs> sort of busy sex. 
So coming back to that theory about these, these existence of these tapes that Jeffrey Epstein made of these men having sex with these girls that he then used to blackmail them with. Um, these have been fueled by two of Epstein's victims, Maria Farmer and Virginia Jeffrey, who claim they saw rooms <laughs> full of CCTV monitors at Epstein's 60, $65 million mansion in New York. You've really um, got to get a new set of dentures, Ben. <laughs> I really should. Maybe all I want for Christmas is my teeth. Um, so... The, the, but the, the latest Ransom thing, Sarah Ransom thing, it, according to this dep deposition that Sarah Ransom made that has now been released, among the men she claims she was forced to have sex with was Jeffrey Epstein's former lawyer, Alan Dershowitz. She described him as an elderly man. He wore glasses. He was quite pasty, pasty skinned. She says in the deposition, uh, I thought he was not well, I assumed, not not at all well. He had pasty skin, he was wrinkly. I tried to pay as little attention to him as possible. And here's the kicker. She was asked whether or not she saw blood coming out of Dershowitz's penis. And she said, no. I don't quite know why that came into things. But apparently... I think he was supposed to have had a surgical procedure. Oh, Okay. But he, what's quite funny is that the phone interview that he was doing with, um, from Israel with Dirty Beast <laughs> Limited newspapers, he just seems to be going, oh, what? No, I haven't done anything like that. So they're like, did you have blood issuing from your penis? He was like, this is all completely made up. And I was like, who would make that up? Yeah. So, I mean, there is a He's photo here of Alan Dershowitz. supposed to have some kind Dershowitz. of bandage I mean, on it or something. There's a, there's a photo here of Alan Dershowitz. He's got a very red tie on, but I don't know. He doesn't look... I mean, I, I can't Maybe tell that's the just by looking at him whether he's the kind of man who would have blood coming out of the end of his penis. <laughs> it's completely disgusting. <laughs> we got a bleeder here. <laughs> that's, 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 there's something about Mary, isn't there, where he catches his cock in his zipper. Oh, yeah. And his wife says, is it the Frank and the Beans? <laughs> I don't find things like that funny, but I found that very funny. Is it the Frank and the Beans? I'm just going to pull it down really quickly. Zip. <laughs> We've got a bleeder. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that's what Dershowitz... Maybe that's why Dershowitz's penis was bleeding, because he caught his cock in a zip in his haste to get out of Jeffrey Epstein's mansion. In his haste to get away from his wife and shag that one woman. Anyway, wrapping <laughs> this up, I suppose, the point is that we, you know, we are getting this drip, drip, drip of stuff. We will obviously keep looking at it. There is more still with, I think, Ghislaine Maxwell is still trying to appeal against either the sentence or the conviction that she received. Uh, that will undoubtedly rear its fetid head uh, in the new year, and there'll be more legal proceedings and, and lawyers getting even richer off the back of all this. But, uh, yes. <laughs> but I'd like to address our listeners' question and say, oh. why aren't these documents being released? Because there's loads of information here and it's easier to just ask you. Well, I mean, I suppose the, the answer is they are being released, albeit in a drip-drip way. Now, OK, so the reason they're not fully made public and we can just come read the whole thing is because in court cases, there will you know, the prosecutors, the defendants, the litigants, if it's a civil case, will the lawyers will gather large numbers of testimony of evidence. And this material is privileged. So it's privileged until it becomes public. Now, it's only public if it is said or or presented in open court. Until it's presented in open court, it is regarded as being privileged and confidential. And so in a British court, now I don't, I can't speak for American court cases. I haven't covered the courts in America. But in British court cases, as soon as something is said in open court, it can be fairly and contemporaneously reported unless there are clear, specific 
reporting restrictions in place. Now, there are some assumed reporting restrictions that you have to assume are in place in, unless you're told specifically that they are not. So, for example, if you have a case involving children, even though the names, their names might be banded around in court all the time, you know that those names cannot be uh, broadcast because the identity of children is an absolute privilege. Um, it is always confidential unless it's unless that um, confidentiality is is given up by the persons themselves. Similarly, in rape cases, the the identity of any victim or by is, the judge sometimes it's it's yes, it was in the case of um, Bol uh, Thompson and Venables and in the James Bolger murder. That's right, uh, but that's only after they've been convicted. Um, in the case, so you, it wouldn't have happened during the actual proceedings. In Does the, it never happen for no, any well, reason? Well, in the case of Bolger, they, they were boy A and boy B, and it was only after they were convicted and sentenced that the judge made an order saying their names could be released. But are there not other cases where the names are made yeah, public I mean, here's another because they're one. trying I mean, to encourage other victims to come forward? Yeah, absolutely. Well, oh, now we're talking about different things here. Let's talk about, we're focusing on children. Children, yeah. are, Children's identities are always kept confidential until the judge makes an order, and that will mm. usually only happen after a conviction and after the conclusion of the proceedings. Oh, okay. With Baby P, Baby P was always Baby P until after all the proceedings were done, and then his name was um, was, was released as, as Peter Connolly. Although, a caveat within that is that a lot of people in the court and um, journalists know the real identities. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's it's banded about in court all the time. Sitting in court, you'll hear those names all the time. The point is, they will not be used in broadcasting or in newspapers. Unless they end up on your desk That's... in an email. There, yeah, there are ways that people yeah, do Yeah, but the, the point is, as a journalist, you will know that uh, unless there's been a really clear order by a judge, you do not name children involved in court proceedings because they're... Yes, yes, yes. I'm saying the formality is quite different from the practice. Quite yeah, OK. Um, and the other one is, of course, sexual assaults and rapes. Uh, so victims of sexual assault and rape are, again, granted uh, assumed anonymity. They sometimes waive the right to that anonymity if they want to maybe make a point about it or they think going public will help others in the, in the same boat. That does uh, happen quite often. Um, but but the the assumption is that they have anonymity. Getting back to these particular papers, though, so all of the uh, what I don't know is exactly the mechanism by which these are being released now, because in theory these are privileged documents. Um, however, it's quite clear that somebody, either a lawyer or someone who has access to them, whether it's Sarah Ransom herself, we don't know, someone is releasing these various papers at various stages. Okay. Is it quiz just, time? Thanks so much for all that, um, for the interaction, bringing our attention to this. Uh, do, I mean, do you want to mention who it was who, men who mentioned it to us sort of thing? I don't know if she wants that to be done. So, Okay. So, And we really appreciate your listening and your feedback. Okay. Yes, I think it is time for... Ho, 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 Plymouth Ho quiz. <laughs> okay. I'm ready to take my Plymouth Ho quiz. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's a mixture of general Christmassy knowledge and sort of a bit of murder. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Okay. So let's kick off with where was baby Jesus born? Baby Jesus. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, I mean, some, there's probably some going to be biblical scholars who will actually know he wasn't born there. But I always thought he was born in Bethlehem in a manger. Okay. Surrounded by an ass. <laughs> Which serial killer killed most victims from 1900 onwards? Oh, gosh. Um, well, if we're excluding sort of genocide. Um, yeah, we're, we're saying we're giving it a silent I'm going to go with Dr. Harold Shipman. Well done. 
Thank you. And can you can you take a guess at how many? Oh, I'm going to say. Oh, shall I just do them as the questions go? So Bethlehem yeah. was correct. Yeah. From Bethlehem to how many victims that Harold Shipman? <laughs> yeah. <had. laughs> what am I, am I guessing the victims yeah. now? The vi- okay, I'm going to guess at 212. <gasps> You've googled it. It's 218 probable murders, but he was convicted on a sample of 15. Okay. But the true number is believed to be 250 victims. Oh, wow. Our survey said... <clears throat> and do you have any idea? Can you take a gentle stab at who might be coming in second as which serial killer killed most victims? Ah, uh, okay. Second place. You really was... get bonus points for this. <laughs> Are we talking UK? No. We... Okay. Oh, oh gosh. Um, I think there was a guy in Poland, wasn't there? He killed about 70. Vitaly something or other? <laughs> Good guess, but it's Louis Garavito, uh-huh. who is South. It was South America okay. region because I think there are a few different countries. Actually, one hundred ninety-three. Oh wow, that is impressive. He's done well. He's he was a child well. killer, so they were all children. Oh, yes, bad. torturer and rapist from, and he operated between nineteen ninety-two and nineteen ninety-nine. And contemporary relevance that he's scheduled to become eligible for parole next year. Wow, gosh. So it's weird how that case receives... Only true crime circles really know that because of the stats. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of, you know, number one is the UK. I'm just... I think... Crime. I, I've, I've actually decided... I, I'm no, I know what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking mm. of... Um, I, it's still wrong, but the guy mm. I was thinking of was um, Andrei Chikatilo. Chikatilo, he's Russian. Yeah, the Russian, not Polish, Russian. I was wrong there, yes. Yes, how many was he, does it say? Uh, he was 50, uh, well, proven 53, estimated 56, active 78 to 90. I've just got up a page to look at them. Here, um, the Latin American countries that Garavito operated in were Colombia, Ecuador and Venezuela. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I don't Which... want to go and live there, do you, really? No, oh, but he's he's locked up. You've got another year to do your travelling. Yeah, fair enough, I suppose. I mean, to be fair, I mean, even if Garavito is released in 2023, if I go to sort of um, Colombia, Ecuador or Venezuela in, let's say, 2024, I suspect not being a child, I'll be uh, not being a street child in particular. I suspect I won't be um, I won't be uh, top of his target list, shall we say. Don't wear your shorts just in case you fool him. <laughs> Quite. <laughs> um, okay. Which or, or my little actor... wee Jimmy Cranky cap. And Dabby Dozy. <laughs> which actor played six different roles in the film Polar Express? Oh, um, Tom Hanks. Well done. Thank you. Which mammals? Oh. Two general groups of mammals lay eggs. Um, the first one? isn't a group. The second is a group of a certain type of mammal. Okay, so the, I mean the only actually I I don't know the answer here. The only thing I know that lays eggs that's mam- remotely mammalian is the um, platypus. Well done. That's one half a point. Um, okay, let me think of another one. Let me see if I can. Um, 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 um. This is from one of my work quizzes. Uh, no, I don't know. You have to tell me. I, I don't get... know how to pronounce it. Uh-huh. It's the echidna species. E C H I D N A, and they look like little hedgehogs. Have you ever oh, okay. seen them? No, They're quite cute. Yeah. Okay. Name the books Ben Ando has contributed to or authored. 
<laughs> well, how can I do that? I could. I should be able to remember those, shouldn't I? Well, I googled it, and it says one. Oh, I've I've written one, and I contributed to another. I helped. Both That's why one. I added that little All right, extra so bit. The one I wrote to. was beyond the call of duty, and uh, and it's it's going to be. I think. I think it's. It won't be long till it's ten years since it was published. Wow. The other one, of course, was Alistair Livingston's um, fabulous Broken Blue Line, which, I mean, he wrote and I sort of kind of helped him with it. And I mean, I don't want to take too much credit for that because it is his his story. He was a star guest, wasn't he? He was a star guest. And you can listen back to him if you scroll back through our episodes. Yeah, you can. I mean, Alistair's a lovely guy. That was interesting. And his motivation behind it was quite... Are you keeping account, by the way, of how many points I'm getting? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's all up here. (laughs) <laughs> so no then <laughs> could be anything um i hope people are playing along the, with this by the way who is the longest current serving jail term in the uk who is serving the longest current oh that's a good question um that's a that is a good question um i'm gonna hazard a guess so it has to be somebody who's quite young when they were convicted so that for it to be long enough um it couldn't be somebody who was convicted say in their 60s because it's between two for me I'd say the Night Stalker, but he didn't actually kill anybody. And and I think murder would make it higher. It's between, for me, it's between Levi Belfield and Ian Huntley. And I'm going to go with... Both of which we've featured. Yeah. uh, Okay, I'll go with Levi Belfield. Patrick McKay. Oh, no. UK's longest serving prisoner after being convicted of a gruesome killing spree across London and Kent in 1975. Okay. He hacked up the body of a priest in a bathtub and is said to have slaughtered a widow and her four-year-old grandson. Oh, okay. Uh, that, okay, that would totally do me a surprise. I've, I've not even heard of Patrick McKay, I'll be honest. There we go. Yeah. Okay. Well, now you have. Now I have. Well, now everybody due has. Due to my thanks, fantastic thanks to you. quiz. Yeah. The vicar, the vicar okay. in the bathtub. <laughs> 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 what did all the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because of his shiny nose? They wouldn't let him join in any reindeer game. Yes, correct. <laughs> See, the but hardest what, one you got What do you right. think a reindeer game actually is? Is it sort of sniffing each other's bottoms or something? What do reindeers do? Are they like dogs? No idea. Is it like think... is it, is it, is it antler fighting? Oh. Is that a reindeer game? Like where they Only lock a male antlers, reindeer game. They sort of game. shake their heads and lock antlers. Is that a reindeer Only male game? ones. Yeah, so what Girls do female reindeers play. do to play? They play with dollies or something. <laughs> they masturbate each other. <laughs> <laughs> what, like monkeys How... in the zoo in front of school children <laughs> are you ready for another one <laughs> go on then or in front of tourists if you're in india in yeah. our case i've been on a sleigh ride with reindeer pulling it well don't you know what they do to play then well they just kind of did what they were told they were sort of like whipped and they walked forward with the sleigh did they start, we did they start whining whinnying and worrying I, I, when they saw care. how much I... weight was coming aboard i had <laughs> I sort of, I sort of had a kind of a, a sort of schnapsy glow on. So I was kind of, I was aware. <laughs> did you have of a red nose? <laughs> Almost certainly. I wasn't. I, Where I was, did you do that? Uh, we went on a skiing holiday in about I don't know two thousand and eight, I think, to a place in uh, Austria, and they were offering reindeer rides, and so we took the kids. I didn't know they had them. reindeer in Austria. Um, well, maybe they were just deer then. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, they have reindeer. They in got them to put those Christmas antlers. They, on. they might not be. <laughs> They were just dogs with antlers on. No, they're just normal cows. No, they, they might, I mean, they might not be sort of, um, they might have been imported reindeer or something, but they, they, they were definitely reindeer. They were lovely, really beautiful. 
or are they known as elks? Well, there are elks, canoes, <laughs> mooses, and reindeer, and aren't they all kind of the oh same? My God. It just depends who's no talking idea. about them. No, I don't know much about them. How oh. many people, this is an aside from the last serial killer. Okay. I'm pressing on to get this done this year. How many people minimum do you have to kill to get the title of serial killer? I think it is three. Or more. Correct. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, three. I mean, um, how many going people minimum to... is the question? So the minimum is three. Yes. Yeah. That's why I gave you it. So double murderers fail. Huntley's a failure. Well, we we thought he was such a great guy. <laughs> How many presidents in a different vein altogether? Okay. How many presidents were there of the Soviet Union? How many presidents of the Soviet Union? Oh, um, I know you have to throw you your leaders, brain around. I suppose, okay, supreme leaders of the presidium. Um, well, Pre- think the... about the word president. President. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not many because that'll be the post-communist era. So I'm going to go with. Um, oh, what was his name? The big jovial white-haired guy who likes a drink or two. Boris something or other. Well, they're all called Boris. Oh, Andropov. No, Do you want the answer? No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, no, no. You can, cut, you can cut out my thinking time. You can give me a 10-minute ten ten <laughs> countdown. I'm going to put that in. You can give me a 10-second <laughs> countdown if you want. Okay, I am. Okay. I'm going I'm to go with three. <laughs> Incorrect, I'm afraid. Go on, then. Uh, it was just Gorby. Gorby was the only president? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so... So what was um, Yeltsin? What was Boris Yeltsin? Was he not president? He was just, I don't know, he was a nice guy. He struggled a bit. Well, okay, I, I mean, he liked a drink. But I thought, I mean, okay, fair enough. I'm sure you're you can, right. You can hit the Terminator up on that one. That was his question. <laughs> just trust you to immediately drop Phil in it. <laughs> um, where are we here? I think we've got one. Oh, yeah. Which celebrity was a YDLMF favourite for the longest period? Oh, Mark Williams Thomas. No, no, no. I mean, as in we featured their crime. Oh. Okay. Which celebrity? I stopped banging on about him. Have you noticed? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> well, I'm going to say Jizzy Jizz. Turd in the bed. Oh, gosh, Amber Turd, of course, yeah. No, Johnny Depp. Oh, my God, I'm not going to give you that. You fought, no, no, you I, failed I very failed badly there, on that one. Yeah. They're, they're dead and to me, last one, last one. You're dead to me. Sorry, I mean, they're dead to you. In which modern-day country was St Nicholas born? Oh, 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 yeah, I think I know this. Um, I think it was the Czech Republic. Ooh, oh, Turkey. What was it then? Slovakia? Turkey. Turkey? Yeah. Cluck, cluck. <laughs> gobble gobble. <laughs> so, how many questions did I ask you? I haven't. I've my you numbers have gone wrong. You got about three right. <laughs> no, you did very well up until like the second round. Oh, were there two section. rounds? I didn't even pick up there were Not two really. rounds. Not really. I just moved on. I thought the serial killer were the best things. I'd say you got about seventy <laughs> percent. Oh no, I didn't do as well, nearly as well as that. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say so. That was a really good quiz. Well done. Nicely said. Oh, and let's hear you. it for the Terminator's questions too. <laughs> that got you. One of the questions was inspired by a listener's question. Oh, go on then. Which comes in from the... Here we are. I really enjoyed, says Alice. Um, and apparently she comes from Winchester. Alice in her party I was going to say, what area of that of the UK is Winchester? Away. Pardon? What area of the country is Winchester? Winchester is in um, the south of England, isn't it? It's actually much nearer you than it is to me, I think. Yeah. I don't know why I don't know it. Anyway. Winchester um, is the ancient seat of Alfred, isn't it? 
Oh, so it's Wincaster. So it's sort of south southwesty. South, yeah, south central, southwest. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Hello, neighbour Alice, and thank you for saying you enjoyed our interviews with Louise Char- Charland. Um, a slight typo there. Um, I'm aware, says Alice, that Ben has done a bit of writing in the past. Should we be expecting more books from Ben? Oh gosh, now that's a very good question, uh, Alice, and I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I I have been asked to write questions. Uh, sorry, questions. I have been asked to write more. Um, the difficulty is um, that I'm incredibly lazy, um, and so while I think I sort of think I'd like to write more, but when it actually comes down to it, I just rather sit on my ass in front of the telly, um, which is or eat or eat. Yeah, I love eating as well. So it's it's oh, I'd go to the gym or um, hanging out with um, my friends or doing other stuff i mean literally anything except writing that's the big problem would we hear it here first yes you would hear it here first maybe i could do a little celebrity reading (laughs) they're always a bit (laughs) like the few remaining listeners (laughs) oh actually no you said we had a spike in listeners yes yes so thanks for listening and thanks for all these questions we've got some good questions which i can actually feature uh there was something else here here um, we've both been asked what our ideal Christmases would be. Oh, you go first then this one, because I've answered all the questions up to now. But I don't, being left alone. Be le- oh, Although yeah. I quite like to go and see oh, do God, reindeer. What's that the that. saddest podcast ever? What's your ideal Christmas? I'd like to be less alone. <laughs> when you get to a certain age, though, your mid-30s, what age would that be? early thir- uh, mid-30s, um, you, <laughs> yeah. any kind of correspondence you have you think oh right present or something and it's always like oh your rate mortgage rates gone up or some (laughs) some nasty little pissy thing like that is it your cost of christmas crisis oh it's quite bad it's quite bad i won't bang on about that here that's not what you tune in to hear um so my ideal (laughs) christmas would be here mitts moan (laughs) <laughs> I, think, I think people who listen to this know that by now and another thing <laughs> i get your as in listener moans too which i really like i love a moaning <laughs> um yes and it, i'd like to travel as little as possible because okay. i've traveled a lot so what, from the sofa you mean yeah <laughs> sofa to kitchen doesn't count i'll do that <laughs> yeah. distance that's your chair aerobics <laughs> <laughs> so yeah really and only travel to see friends at a relaxed pace <laughs> okay what's your ideal christmas your cunt well, <laughs> father cuntmas <laughs> santa cunt um how my... do you keep on segueing to my next thing without knowing it we must be so psychically in june <laughs> my okay my ideal christmas is seeing my daughters spending time on the on the sofa eating uh, as much as possible <laughs> and doing as little as possible um and unwrapping loads of absolutely huge presents because obviously it's not about the giving it's all about the receiving um have you and... got any good stuff coming oh i don't know um okay. i mean so I, not I, for actually, me i don't i mean <laughs> my dad will give me the traditional envelope stuffed with a couple of hundred quid Oh, couple of hundred. Yeah, which seems a lot of us are just getting twenty quid, you know, from our <laughs> old dears. Um, my 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 youngest daughter always gets me really good stuff. Although, of course, her, her part of her Christmas gift to me this year is my first tattoo, which I've had on my shoulder, 
which if you follow me on social media, you will have seen. Not, did you say your eldest? Yeah. Okay. So, yes. Oh, yes. We haven't talked about that. I haven't talked about it. Mr. Rippling Biceps. <laughs> yeah. I'm, look, I'm really Any excuse to get his bits out in the pub? <laughs> I'll get it all out. The, the drop of a hat. <laughs> oh, sorry. On social media. Yes. Yeah, whatever happens. Oh, yes. And the other feature of my Christmas, obviously, would have to be full frontal nudity. <laughs> Tell us more interestingly I'd, about I'd your tattoo. What, I'd love to be a nudist. I really would. I'd love to just walk around naked the whole time. If I lived in a hot country and yeah. I wasn't worried about getting sunburned and ending up with a <laughs> Dershowitz-style schlong. <laughs> with Dershlong t- Frequent t- t- penile bleeding. I would love to just walk around completely naked. I think it'd be fantastic and liberating. Oh, that's nice. Maybe we should You'd get like a new logo. like to walk around naked as well. <laughs> You've got a naturist thing. I don't think I do, since I don't want to be walking around with men who are naked. Okay, why not? Because I find that a bit. Don't you find uh, a new a nude man appealing physically? Does the last Depends chicken who. in the shop not do it for you? If it was, if it was, um, like young Greek blithe boys, yeah. that's a bit wrong to say that, isn't it? <laughs> okay, <laughs> but if now... they had tall buttocks and stuff, Whoa, happy I don't... Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I'd say. You know what I'd say? That was a setup. Do you mean Greek Greek god bodies, sort of like, you know, nicely sculpted, but with tiny... No, I'd really like to see old men with big bellies and swinging balls. Yeah, of course you do. Who doesn't like a big dangly ball sack? breakfast. The ball's just resting gently above the knees. (laughs) Pass the cranberry sauce. (laughs) (laughs) My chestnut stuffing. Um, so no is is my answer to that. Okay, last last thing, last yep. interaction. When singing songs with the word Christmas in the lyrics, says Jack, who's given okay. himself a little bit of a title here, but I, I can't say that because it's even worse than the this. How often are you tempted to replace it with clitoris? We wish. E.g., I wish it could be clitoris every day. <laughs> I think that might just be you, Jack. I'm just trying to think. Um... Uh, not often, honestly. I'm just trying to think of what Christmas songs would work well with it, though. Um, uh, I mean, anything by Sir anything by Sir Clit Richard. <laughs> <laughs> You've actually turned Jack's question funny now, <laughs> and that's why I put up with you <laughs> with Cabal Toe and Wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, your your word! You got it in. You got it in. Your favourite word: seasonal expression. That's that done. <laughs> oh yes oh i had another response actually because it's on a different format it's here it was about louise the louise charland interview um another person saying they enjoyed it she was great though. i'm, so, I, I don't I'm, I'm not surprised they enjoyed it she was really really good well the second section actually my intro didn't refer to the bit that she talks about women and true crime uh-huh. and she talks about the trilogy the um trilogy of the girl with the dragon tattoo and that she did a thesis on that the girl with the and drowning th- tattoo do you mean dragon. the girl with the dragon tattoo? Dragon. I'm a bit yeah. snotty. Um, yeah. But the women's involvement in true crime and this person who messaged me, who I don't have a name for, but I presume as a woman, saying that I like true crime because it helps me to understand people. Um, and I've got an addictive personality. Weirdos. Yes, but I think if if you look at extremes, then it helps yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, look who's talking. Look who's smirking too. Okay, hey, you and know I've am? covered all of our responses, so thank you. I'm the man yes. with the Gorgon tattoo. Yes, is she a Gorgon? Well, Medusa is a Gorgon, Gorgonzola. isn't she? Gorgonzola. <laughs> 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 Lovely, the Stilton. That's my favourite Christmas Stilton. cheese. <laughs> is it scratch and sniff? 
I've well, I've I've been rubbing salve on it that I was given, like sort oh, of kind no. of like menthol. Don't tell me it's, it's like a sort of mentholated sort of Vaseline to keep it moist. Oh, are you like those girls who are like, oh, I got a really sexy belly tattoo. It's infected. <laughs> oh, that's very sexy. It Except it's on my upper arm, so it's not on my belly. I, would, I don't okay. think I'd get a belly tattoo. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to find it. <laughs> like get a nice sun around my tummy button. <laughs> <laughs> Why Medusa? Um, so Medusa is the symbol of Sicily. Well, she in mythology, oh, Medusa lived in Sicily. And of course, Sicily is where my family is from. So there's a sort of a link there. And I like I like kind of ancient Greek and ancient Rome and that kind of stuff. And it's Medusa so, surrounded by like a, a kind of geometric pattern of triangles and things because it's sort of like slightly mathematical. It's quite big. Yeah, it's quite big. Is that That's what you wanted women to say? <laughs> hey, ladies, it's quite big. Or it'd be a bit embarrassing to get like a tiny, like women get a little Snoopy. Yeah, a little dolphin. <laughs> so well done with that. You're Thank going you. into the new year and Christmas season being very butch. I with am, absolutely. Antiseptic I'm... wipes. So, so, I, so I've obviously now I've, I've replaced all my normal T-shirts with the sleeveless wife beater T-shirts. Oh, no. You're always into them anyway. Yeah, I know. Shall I stop? And? Yeah. What? Huh? Sorry, should you no. stop what? What? Stop showing off? Yeah. Never. <laughs> okay, YDLMF um, on Twitter is how you can find us. Uh, email, you didn't let me finish, podcast at gmail.com, if you can remember all of that. Very good. You can <coughs> I mean, got... you remembered it. Yeah, I've said it for Only two years, years in now, now, so well done you. And every day, every time we meet, I'm uh, stopping. Well, I'll stop. I don't mind. I'll stop the podcast. <laughs> But um, our next one mm. won't be until 2023, will it, now? Nope. It's supposed to be in early January, but we might throw it forward, actually, um, to mid-January, just so that we can have a bit of a, a bit of a Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, it'll all be on our kind of page, won't it, that sort of info? We don't have a page, but... Okay, it won't be on our page, that sort of info. <laughs> <laughs> we don't and, have a page. Um... I've got to say thank you for doing actually as I asked you with the subscribes and liking and things like people who've and new listeners welcome. Mm-hmm. Well, we've got to get on that other thing, Manadon or whatever it's called. Mastodon. <laughs> things the thing that sounds like the world's most onanistic website. I thought you did an Instagram anyway. I sort of put one picture at the beginning. <laughs> is, is that like this is that the sort of the the internet equivalent of when you get a diary? And of January the 1st, you write in it, this is my new diary. I'll be keeping a record of my thoughts and experiences throughout the year. Eight-page entry for the, the first next, one. By September, you look at it, and that was still the only entry you ever put <laughs> in. Yeah, just look forward to more chaotic... Yeah, stupidity and nonsense. ...releases. And um, happy Shouty Christmas swearing. to one and all. Oh, you didn't let me finish. It was also available on Buy Me A Coffee, because none of what? you stingy wankers have done that recently. <laughs> You buy me a coffee forward slash YDLMF. I'll tell you exactly why they didn't. Because last time you were bragging about how many coffees you'd been bought, and I was saying to people, "Don't buy her a coffee. She doesn't need coffee." Oh, people listen to you. (laughs) But you could buy me a coffee for Christmas after all my. If you're going to buy mints anything, buy her a mince pie macchiato, or one of those putrid sort of eggnog lattes, or one of those disgusting Christmas drinks that nobody likes. There you go, in the form of cash. So that's gingerbread uh, eggnog mince pie black forest latte. Maybe we should get a OnlyFans account of your your journey into naturism. Only glands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
mean, we would set some kind of record for the least subscribed and most uninteresting OnlyFans account ever. <laughs> Nobody wants an OnlyFans from, from us. So I'm trying to brush my hair. They say romance is back in style. I say it never went out. <laughs> Happy Christmas, one and all. A comb over. Hoorah! <laughs> <laughs> That's it. very nice, Ben. That's where the wind catches it. <laughs> I had an old boss years ago in local radio who had a really bad comb over and there were always these cans of this hairspray around the newsroom that was called Cossack because he used to, <laughs> it literally was like a, a solid lid that he would put across his hair and if, if he went out in the wind it went oh I like that and up like Do you a think he liked door. that? And That's what he was aiming for. Back and push it down and say anybody <laughs> seen my Cossack and then squirt it with Are you sure Cossack. it wasn't you before you went for the baldy look? No it wasn't me no I've, I've been a, a proud baldy throughout. I forgot to say Mr the, Baldy. Larry um, David. I forgot to ask you yeah. what you're listening to now. Have you hopped over from Radio oh, 2? Because right. well, that's God. been actually okay. something so, I've had some interaction about. I did really used to like listening to Steve Wright. I love listening to Ken Bruce, and I like listening to Pick of the Pops on Radio 2. And they've got this new guy called Scott Mills on who's come from Radio 1, and I'm sure... You already moaned about him. Well, it hasn't got any better. Um, so I've started listening I've had now. some reaction that, that listeners are concurring. With you, oh, okay. About well, Scott Mills. I, well, I I can recommend on in the on mornings, uh, um, the hot seventies breakfast with my old friend Carlos, who was the the breakfast DJ when I first started working in local radio in the late nineteen eighties, and he's still going strong, and he's still. He's just a top quality DJ's DJ. He's a consummate professional. Yeah, you did all this ass licking last episode, Peggy. Did I? Okay, well, what yeah. do you want me to talk about then? You brought oh, I see, I see, I see. I wanted to know what other show you'd hopped over oh, to. Oh, yeah, so the other thing I've hopped over to is Virgin to listen to Graham and Maria because uh, on Virgin Radio now, Graham, Norton and Maria, who were on Radio 2 on Saturday mornings and were very, very good... Uh, now been replaced by the frankly less good Claudia Winkleman. She's okay, but a bit bit one dimensional. All she ever talks about is fucking Strictly, which nobody gives a Every time about. I switch the BBC on, she's on it. Yeah, and she's always she talking about everything. fucking Strictly come dancing. And I was like, if you're into that show, great, but I'm not. I don't yeah. give a shit about it. I've never ever watched it. It's just some idiots prancing around in sequins who can't really dance. Why would you watch yeah. that? But hey. Yeah. Um, we're losing further listeners as you. Yeah, okay, that's fine. <laughs> the more I rant, the more we lose. Um, if you're still with us here, um, no. And um, But no, Graham and Maria, who are very entertaining to listen to on the radio, are now on Virgin Radio. So I listen to them. On I might do morning. that. And I've been a bit of a virgin. I've been reading the news on Virgin a bit. Oh, have you? Oh, nice. Yes. And Talk Sport was one of my shifts. Mm. What was that oh. thing you were doing while you were on telly? That was good. Yeah. Merry yeah. Christmas to you and yours. Ebenezer Mitts. <laughs> look at you i want a big present oh of course i do bye bye everyone happy christmas see you bye in bye. 23 